You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Smile, everybody. Relax. You got the W. And wow, was that impressive. A lot of areas for the Philadelphia Eagles on the road once again. Sticking to the ground game, dare I say, for three straight weeks, an emphatic victory over the Denver Broncos. And we're here to talk about it. We're here for your reaction as well. It's the BGN Instant Reaction Show here on BGN Radio. We appreciate you all hanging with us. Hit that thumbs up button. Please make sure you're subscribed as well. Myself, Jess is in the house, Rachel as well. We're going to get to Twitter coming up. And These are the good ones. These are the fun ones. Like these shouldn't be the tough shows for us with heavy lifting, looking forward now to a positive week in the city, in our lives. Doesn't matter how cold it gets just moving forward this week. Doesn't matter if it gets dark at 3.50 in the afternoon, 30 to 13. And speaking with Rachel ahead of time, I think she put it accurately here where it wasn't like Detroit where I think we feel great about each and everything. There were some things we can point at that are still somewhat frustrating without it being nitpicking, dare I say. But look, I I don't want to bury the lead by any means. Three straight weeks, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, a buck 75 plus on the ground. Anybody, including myself, who has been pissed off to heaven and high hell back because they refused to run the ball. Hey, we got to give it up. Jess, we got to give it up to this offense at the very least. They have found and stuck with an identity. Let's just hope they don't decide to change when Miles Sanders comes back because for some reason they're allergic to running the ball when he's in the lineup. I don't know (laughs) what changed or why all of a sudden that started to be the the key because even when he went down in Vegas when he originally got hurt they they had already started with the whole running the football thing and changing their identity to get back to that and they abandoned it as soon as he went down so I while I appreciate that they have stuck with it and have stuck with this running back by committee approach. Everyone brings something, I think, a little bit different to the game, including when they use Jalen Hurts to run the ball. I just hope that they keep that and continue to utilize that the same way going forward and they don't panic and change. Yeah. So I I think to your point, one, we just have to see what happens with Miles Sanders because you would think that there's already a built machine here that he can just slide in and autopilot because they have that identity. But, and you made the point here, it's not like we saw that when he was healthy. Here's what I think has happened as kind of the secondary to the primary being the running game has established. And clearly Jalen Hurts is a key part of this running game, as we saw once again, doesn't need to be the leading rusher, but still a key part of it. I think part of this identity, Jess, is not so much just, hey, let's run, let's run, let's run, but it's also limiting the throws 
for Jalen Hurts. And we've seen that as well, three straight weeks, different scenarios, different plays. But that, I think, doesn't go away. So maybe that does help the cause for Miles Sanders when he does come back healthy, is that I don't think they move away from all of a sudden asking Hurts to throw the ball 40, 45 times. That, I think, is also part of this new identity. Right. And I think part of it is finally getting a consistent offensive line. I know that they shuffled around a few different times today when guys got hurt for a minute and then came back in, but they've had a couple weeks now with the same offensive line, which I just think can't be understated how important that is um, with, with a run game that is going to be successful. And we've talked about several different times, like the number of different offensive lines that Jalen hurts has seen in his you know, 14 games or whatever it's been as an Eagle so I think that just cannot be understated at all. The, that that being consistent and guys playing at their true positions and not being shuffled around and asked to do different things. Them staying healthy is a big co- component of this run game. And I think it ultimately just comes down to it's not that Jalen Hurts can't win you a game throwing the ball. It's not that he can't do it. It's that they're just playing to the strengths of their players, which is what everyone should do. That shouldn't be rocket science, but Jalen Hurts is not a guy who should be throwing the ball 50 times a game. (laughs) There aren't a lot of quarterbacks that should be throwing the ball 50 times a game. The best quarterbacks in the league are not throwing the ball 50 times a game because it's not a recipe to win a game. So the fact that, you know, he threw the ball 23 times today, I think that 20 to 25 is probably that sweet spot. And they run the ball 40 times as well. That's what's going to win you football games. I just I think that's the strength of this team. And I don't think that's to say that Jalen Hurts isn't the quarterback going forward, because I don't think you need a guy that's going to throw the ball a million and one times a game like he showed you exactly what he can do today. Obviously, like he would love to have, um, you know, the interception back, of course. Sure. But, you know, one of these incompletions today was a ball that you know went right through the hands of Quez Watkins in the end zone. There were two that he had to throw away because he was under pressure. like he didn't do a poor job today. He played a great game today, especially in that first half. He was perfect. You couldn't ask for much more from him. So I understand there are tiny nitpicky things here and there, and that's fine. But he's also strung together a couple weeks now of doing exactly what's asked of him and enough to where they should have won these last couple games. And it's not, you know, obviously the defense comes into play here and there, but today, you know, he, he did his thing and they won the game. They put up 30 points. Yeah. Devonte Smith is another guy we're going to talk about too. I, I think that in the second half, we may differ just a little bit in sure. that. I, and, and look, I, I think, this is where, and I hate to use the phrase like that thin line here, but this is where I think we we hair split with nitpicking and maybe something that's there because I don't think we're at odds end by any means because we both agree the first half was stellar and that's exactly what you want. There, there are just a couple of throws that I think he wants back in the yeah. second half. But sure. you know, Devontae Smith was a better cornerback than all of the Broncos today, saving that interception. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I need to see. And I'm not saying like, oh, he stinks or writing him off anything like that. But that's where I think the next, maybe I'll put it this way. That's where I think the next step for growth is, sure. is to limit these. And look, Aaron Rodgers was picked off at his own end zone at home today. Russell Wilson looked like a rookie out Russell there. Wilson so he got blanked for the first time <laughs> in his career today. 
Thank you. It right. so it's it's definitely going to happen. And, and I think people need to take that in context. And look, I think that I'm comfortable enough. Right. It's like, OK, I've seen enough from Jalen Hurts. I'm comfortable enough with him as the quarterback now, Jess, that I can bring up that I wasn't necessarily blown away or secure overall in the second half because I want to see more. It's because I'm like, hey, kid, I know you could do more. But here's the thing. And, and I'll just leave you with this real quick about this whole thing. What I think mitigates my concern in the second half is he's always going to be so dangerous with the football. And it's not just on the ground. It's the RPO. It's the threat of him pulling back that it's going to soften a second half like that to where it may come off like me nitpicking in the second half. Sure. And I think that's a great point. He can be so dangerous. You just want to keep seeing that from him. And I totally agree with you there. The second half was not as good as the first half. There are things he would like back. And there are things that are that next step for growth. But also, you know, like you said, Aaron Rodgers got picked off in his own end zone. Russell Wilson didn't put up a point today. Tom Brady threw two interceptions in the first quarter and they lost to the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke was <laughs> bawling out of his mind today. And Mac Jones looked like Tom Brady and Baker Mayfield couldn't do anything after looking like a complete all-star last week. So, you know, things happen left and right. It is what it is. I totally agree with sure. you. I mean, the fact that Devontae's as good as he is, he almost caught that ball which is actually the craziest right. part. Not only was he a better corner than anybody on the Broncos today, he actually almost caught that ball, which was insane. Um, but you're absolutely correct. I totally agree. There are things that you'd still like for Jalen to improve on. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and also pound the table about sure. the things he did wrong when he did plenty right to score them 30 points and, and ultimately win them a game that was looking very very daunting for this team. I mean, the Broncos were, I think before today, the Broncos were in the top three in leading the league in completion percentage through sure. their, through the first nine weeks of the season. And the Eagles obviously are, are allowing the highest completion percentage in NFL history up to this point. So that was going to be difficult. They've been running the ball really well, which, and the Eagles defense has been Swiss cheese to say, you know, the, as kindly as possible so you know this was something that it looked like it was going to be a very difficult task for the for the Eagles today and ultimately I was very pleasantly surprised by the offense across the board so yeah Dem there are things that were negative but I I don't have the energy to to be upset about them today yeah I get it and Denver second I think leading scoring defense in the NFL meaning that it's really tough to put up points against them and I'll say this because I think the NFL, as we see each and every week, we just talked about that with that brutal game in Green Bay. You get circumstances, you get breaks. Sometimes you get things handed to you. And we still find teams find a way to squander that. And I think we get used to it seeing our own team week in and week out. But look, they got a couple of gifts that they took and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting a break. I don't know what the hell's going through Denver's mind there on the Darius Slay run back. That should never have happened. You're only down seven, still in the third quarter, and they decide to go for it. And also, you know, the Javante Williams run gets called back. So there were things that, that were happening, and I'm not saying like, oh, they still won. I just want to clarify that. What I'm saying is it reinforces, I think, a sign of a team, maybe not good, but getting to good, that you recognize, okay, we got a break, and we need to take advantage of that. 
But, and we're going to get the defense in a second. I think it was just nice to see guys make plays. Sure. We'll talk about Slay, Cox, you know, on the defensive end. But let's just real quick, because you mentioned Devontae Smith. And, I mean, this the only thing that's been missing are touchdowns. He's been targeted. He's been heavily involved in the game. He went through this TD drought. Now, all of a sudden, that's there, too. I don't remember, and I'm not going back to Harold Carmichael. I'm not old enough at that point, but I don't remember what, me, T.O., and, and I'm not yeah. even trying to be hyperbolic. I don't remember yeah. watching a wide receiver in an Eagles uniform, Jess, that runs routes like Devontae yeah. Smith outside of maybe T.O. It was T.O. I was nine years old. It was T.O. It was T.O. He was the last one. We haven't had one since. They've since, all been right. below average. Right. So the bar's low, but we still have it. Yeah. The bar was very low for the last almost 20 years, but oh, it's so nice to see. I mean, that that first touchdown, it doesn't get much better than that. He was not open. He gets the foot and and the butt cheek down, butt cheek. Absolutely. So three feet down. I mean, secures the catch all the way down. The ball doesn't move. I mean, you just, it doesn't get much better than that. Than that play right there, it does not get better. I mean, I'm sure it's better, but. It. No, it's, a, at first I thought he was out and then we were saved by the butt cheek. Yeah. Not often you get that. Love a good save by the butt cheek. Absolutely. Who doesn't? <laughs> My goodness. And it's for points on top of that. So you could get the bonus with you know. that as well. Wasn't even just a catch that stayed in. It was for points. It mattered exactly. so much. Exactly yeah, right. I, this kid, and, and here's the scary part about it is I think with the connection growing with Hertz, with Hertz improving, with Sirianni in this offense improving, the offensive line, we know we always say it each and every year getting up. Point being is that Devontae Smith right now, he's he's at floor because he's still moving and growing but look at that like it's like we're going up steps right each week we see floor rising rising this guy's ceiling can be top wide receiver you know top five top 10 in the nfl week to week and we're talking about somebody that's now impacting a game like a Devonte adams you know some of that level he's not there yet but does he not have the dna already in him to do that he does he has the potential to be the Eagles' first thousand-yard receiver since Jeremy Macklin. I, I mean, he even this season, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, uh, he I think Travis Fulgham was the Eagles' yards leader, receiving yards leader last year with five hundred something, and he's already passed that. And that was a full season. So I, I mean, I, I also I hate to say this, but I, I think he also today passed Jalen Rager for career yards total that is which is amazing. not rager well here's the thing though to be fair rager finished the game minus eight <laughs> so i wonder here's the crazy scenario i wonder if Devonte at 66 if rager didn't have that catch that resulted in the eight yard loss was still like eight yards back of Rager and because or like seven yards and because Rager lost the eight that put Devante up. That would be typical Jalen Rager career so far. That would be pretty Philadelphia Eagles. That would be pretty standard <laughs> across the board for, for all things, but he just, I mean, he turned 23 today. He's got so much time and, and career ahead of him. I'm, I'm so glad he's not a New York giant. <laughs> I'm so glad that he is here, and I I can't wait to continue to watch this kid play. He's so much fun to watch, and and even like the way that he not only runs routes and 
is able to always come down with a ball from the air. He plays every snap with that same kind of intensity, and he run blocks with that same kind of intensity, which is, I think, the other part that just it's it's an intangible that just makes him so special because not everybody in the NFL is like that and is going to play like that. And the commitment that he has across the board, every snap, that's what I think is really great about him. And obviously I think a lot of rookies also have that. I think a lot of young players have that in them, but it's nice to see because I feel like that's not something we have seen in a long time, that kind of effort and intensity for the game. That's something that I think has been lacking seriously since the Super Bowl. Um, so that's also a really nice to, to see again. I enjoy watching that happen every Sunday. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. All right, Mike has an interesting question here, and that's going to open up some more talk about the defense here. We're going to get to Rachel, who has been looking across the board on Twitter. And I always think it's one extreme or the other, and I'm always wrong because somebody surprises us with something to find that they didn't like or maybe, and it's beyond the trolling. So I am curious to see how Twitter has reacted to today, although there really isn't a ton, I think, to be upset about. Maybe there are things that you're concerned that's fine. There's a difference in the term. But let's look at this question here from Mike Jess. Who wants to bet that we're back to ultra drop back super zone next week? Gannon loves to ignore the results. Here's what I would say. 
Can't ignore the fact that the defense only gave up 13 points. Can't ignore the fact that they were all over the place. I am not at this point willing to say that Jonathan Gannon is off any hook. I am willing to say, hey, they have playmakers on the field. Guys made plays, punching a ball out, returning it back for a touchdown, grabbing and getting to Bridgewater without a blitz behind you. That's full-on football player over football player plays. And that's something that I think we've all recognized is like, yo, dude, you've got guys out there that should just be making plays without you doing crazy shit. So long answer there to Mike's question, Jess, which is I would lend, I would lead towards not giving Gannon any benefit of the doubt because to be fair, we didn't give Sirianni the benefit of the doubt after Detroit. We said, yeah. all right, you ran all over Detroit. Now let's see it again. I need to see more from Gannon before I start golf clapping his ass. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I I have not, I'm not satisfied because this is what the defense has, should have been doing all season. Because again, the offense is full of young guys, a rookie head coach that is, all, they're all trying to figure it out together collectively. The learning curve, we're finally starting to see it. Things are trending upward. We're not going backwards. We're building off of the week prior, getting better every week. And the result, you're starting to see that. The defense has, I've said this every week, too many veterans for them to be as bad as they have been not making plays and letting up the number of points that they have. So uh, I'm right there with you. You're going to have to do a little bit more than... Because even today, yes, they were making plays. They were still attempting to to ruin it for themselves. Like, <laughs> you you said it. They easily should have had that fourth and one. They also should not have, you know, they should have had that, that touchdown in the third quarter to make it a seven-point yeah. game. So there are a lot of things that the Eagles happen to, you know, things happen to go their way today, which is not always the case. Glad they did. Glad the Eagles were able to capitalize on that. But they can't rely on that being the reason they win every week. They actually have to continue to make plays. Derek Barnett needs to stay on sides. Oh I know goodness. that's difficult. but Personal just, foul, too. It's just, it, it's things like that. So I'm not going to sit here and you know, like pat the defense on the back for doing their job for the first time all season when, you know, there's guys over there that I, I'm, like frankly sick of saying like hey good job congratulations on doing your job for the first time in 10 weeks like you, i have i have a way higher standard for the guys that yeah. have either been on this roster or been in the NFL for longer and should make make much better plays than they do they've been so bad up to this point and yes while i'm very happy that they only let up 13 points and you know helped seal the win and they played really well early to get themselves off the field, allow the offense to control the time of the possession in the first half. There was still enough there where I'm like, you're right. Jonathan Gannon is not off any hooks in my opinion either. No, I, I think it's, it's just kind of looking at where we are in the season, kind of in that middle stretch of the season and figuring out what's going on with a defense where it just, it feels like, and we've all been in this position it feels like these guys are in a job, doing a job, and they're being micromanaged. And it, it's like you're not even being micromanaged. You're being micromanaged by like your quasi boss who is still reporting to somebody on top of them. And it's just like, all right, I, I get it. Like you're being micromanaged, therefore I have to be micromanaged. And it felt like today 
way more often than not, guys were just allowed to just do their job and and play football for as crazy and boring of a cliche as that may be. It's something that I feel like we don't get week in and week out. And it's, yeah. it's refreshing to see. All right, real quick, Jess, I know we're going to hit Rachelle, and she's got a bunch from Twitter as well and get her thoughts on this game moving forward. Josh has a question for the two or three of us as well here. And this is where I think it's interesting to kind of take a step back and look at what this team is now. We're four and six on the season and clearly not what we thought they were as bad as they were following Atlanta and not as good as they were in that game. The question from Josh, are the Eagles finding their stride or is this just them playing teams closer to their talent level? Now, Detroit Chargers who lost to the Vikings for whatever that's worth and the Broncos today who fall to 500. I don't know. I'll let you crack at this first. I don't know if it's as easy of an answer as maybe it seems, but I also don't know definitively if I have an answer to that one. I don't think the defense is finding their stride. I think the offense is finding, as you said earlier, finding their identity and figuring out what they need to do to continue to build on to be a successful offense in the NFL. What I do think they've done is I think that they have played their opponents how they should have in these last couple weeks and not in a way that causes all of us to beat our heads against a wall. So I think that, for example, the way they played against the 49ers made us want to beat our heads against a wall. <laughs> the way they played against the Raiders made us want to beat our heads against a wall. The way they played against the Chiefs, refusing to run the ball, made us want to beat our heads against a wall. The way that they played against the god-awful Detroit Lions was exactly the way they should have played that team. The way they played against the Chargers, I think the Chargers are a better football team than the Eagles are. They played that game pretty much how I thought they should have played that game, and they just were outmatched. And that's fine for what this team is right now. And then this week, regardless of the fact that this team kicked the crap out of the Cowboys last week, you know, they won their first three, then dropped four, then blew out the Cowboys. There was really no knowing what this team was. You could just sort of look at the different aspects of the team. And, you know, the way that the Denver Broncos played today, the Eagles played them correctly. They did yep. what they should have done. So I don't know if I would call it finding their stride across the board, but I think they're just playing the teams that are in front of them that Sunday. Any given Sunday, any team can look any way, as you can see today with, for example, the Washington football team and the reigning Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Any team can play any way, any given Sunday. So they've played the teams that were in front of them these last three weeks, and I think they have played them the correct way. If That's, that's my thought. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, looking at where this team is right now, it feels like, the defense, and I don't mean the players, I just mean the combination of coaching and results. And, and I know that's kind of cheating a little bit because players are involved in results. If you had a pie chart, I'm not putting the majority of the emphasis or at least blame, if you will, on sure. players. But it feels like the offense is kind of clicking and to, to what you're laying out. Like the defense is just maybe a step behind. 
right? Like I'm not confident because I don't know if they figured it out yet, right? Like the offense has crawled. They're walking. Now they're running. We'll see if they trip. They could easily trip. They could fall. But the defense, I feel like, is just chilling. And you're like, come on. You know, like you, you want to exactly like you're rooting. Yeah. Come on. Like you, you can make it there. You can tell that I've been doing tummy time with my kid over the last week. here. <laughs> so it's, it's great. All these analogies are going to go now to kids, but that's, that's yeah. it. I feel like they're just kind of this step behind and it's hard to say if they hit a stride and look, I don't know how good the Eagles offensive stride can be because they are just taking on who they are each and every week, but at least you have a, plan at least you have an identity and that's something that i think we've been asking for mm -hmm. for weeks now so I, I imagine that as we hit twitter here and i know rachel has been trying to gather as much as humanly possible i would think just that we're going to see for the majority of it positive statements especially because it's not like this team was winless and then you know struggles to get their first win is that Hey, look, Broncos come off a big win against Dallas. It's not like this team is chopped up either. So this was an impressive victory on the road. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree it was. I'm seeing a lot of positivity for once. Great. Time to be alive. <laughs> I think we've hit a milestone. As you can see, I'm all smiles. I mean, we just got a victory, and I have never seen the Twitter feed look this positive. So this is this is a record for us. So I think that's you know, amazing. To it. Yeah. I have not seen one. If you guys have seen a negative tweet, please point it out. Cause I have not seen a negative tweet. Yes. Yet. No, I, here's the only thing that I think would be negative, And it's not a, it's not something you would tweet at us or about the team. It's just something that you would walk away with it. How many guys got hurt today? Like how many guys do we think are going to be either out or stand risk of being, I know Kelsey came back. Thank goodness. So did Dickerson. Into the game. Dickerson so, came back. It was out. Slay didn't come out or didn't come back in that last time. Right. But the game was pretty much over. So maybe yeah. that. Goddard's the big one. Like, yeah, Goddard's, Goddard's gonna not going to play next week. No way. And you knew no right away. As soon as he got hit, he was out for like maybe two seconds. But you knew like, okay, that was it. He ain't coming as back. As soon as he got hit, I was like, he's going into yeah. the tent. And he's not, we're not going to see him again. He's yeah. and, uh, and look, you know, outside, they did a good job of. Getting, you know, Quez drops the touchdown, so his numbers are going to look a little bit better. We know Devontae. We talked at length about Devontae Smith. That's what happens when you run for a buck 75 plus is all of a sudden when you lose your one or one a receiver, it doesn't impact you like it did. Miles Sanders went down and everything went to shit against the Raiders. Yeah. All right. So let's look. Let, let's let's celebrate this positivity, shall we not? Yes. What do we have here that stands out? We should take advantage of this. I don't know if it's going to be here next week against the Saints. Like I said, I'm all smiles. Like I'm feeling good. The vibe is there. If you can't already tell. Um, OK, so some of the ones I've heard so far or seen so far. Devontae's big balls. Happy birthday, mm. Devontae Smith. OK, yes. Darius did slay. Okay, he held it down. He did what he had to do. Real NFL team. I have not seen this all season. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that all season, so that one was pretty nice. Happy birthday, Smitty. Rightfully so. I approve this. I think we all approve this. This was a good one. Absolutely. Was a good one. Uh, is that somebody of, of weight that we should know, or is that just a general no. approval? Moses okay. Gaskin. 
I, I'm just curious if, <laughs> you know, BLG weighing in, like, I approve this, then, you know, that's oh, one yeah. thing. I was just curious. <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurt, I mean, Jalen Growth encouraging. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Did I see Black Pants Forever? What were you guys' thoughts on the uniform combinations? I think the so, black pants are very slimming for everyone. They look really nice on everyone. Yeah. I was like, oh, everyone, everyone today. Yeah, no, I, I kind of liked it. I, I mean, it's one of those things that like all week, you know, they, they announce it and I'm like, so they're, they're not going to do anything useful. They're not going to bring in another helpful linebacker. Oh, yeah. They're not going to do anything that's actually going to help this team win, but they're going to change the uniform. So everyone's going to be like, I'm in. Let's yes. go. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, I mean, I thought I don't like, mind them. Yeah, I'm with you. It was a nice switch up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look, I it looked better them. than whatever the hell Denver was wearing. Yeah. Those helmets were bad. They yeah. were ugly. <laughs> I didn't. Do they have a choice? Helmets. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they just showed up like, oh shit, we gotta wear this today. They're no, worse I, I don't, than, I mean, the, than the Steelers B uniforms. They're bad. Yeah, their their colors are just horrendous, though. So it's kind of like at least we don't have black and yellow, black and gold. Yeah. Right, and then trying to flip it up into something like third or fourth color as the dominant one. That's usually where you get into trouble, where you take like the fourth color on your jersey and then you make like an alternate to have it as the new one and it's the dominant one. And you're just like, wait a second. Maybe there was a reason why that was like a hidden color in the jersey and not meant to be the dominant one yeah hopefully if they pass the alternate helmet color rule we will finally get the kelly green jersey yes it's like they could do the different decals but that's stupid i need the alternate color right? yeah you need I the need official one green. that's gonna fly off too as soon as they can <laughs> bring that back from merchandise I'm no I, say, I think I'll make so much money if they can do that oh yes my God. right yes i i think you're right no i i think the black paint look after this win I don't know if you want to keep it to the road now. I mean, they can't win a game at home to save their life. So I don't want to even venture down that avenue. But this may be a new road thing, right? Don't you kind of have to ride what works? And if it's the slimming black pants that work for you today in Denver, then don't you have to keep ride this thing here? I would say go black on black on Sunday and see what happens at home. That's hard. That's a hard look. Go for a one o'clock game, black on black, see what happens and beat the Saints. Let's yeah. <laughs> Put your first win at home, please. I tell you, it's it would be a hell of a move right there. I think you're right. That would definitely now. If that happens, you need to move black on black moving forward at home too. We're we're keeping everything going here. Yep. Also, we didn't have any wild like we didn't have any crazy phrases this week. Oh. We didn't have any wild gear this week, right? Nobody showed up in a gritty costume in practice that I missed. Mm -mm. No, that seemed like they were pretty. Pretty focused across the week without any crazy. Everything was pretty normal this week, which is shocking in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, nothing crazy. No, it was great to see. Yeah, Nick Sirianni really didn't is. say anything wild. It was, it was pretty, it's pretty standard. I'm trying to think back if there was anything. I don't. I don't think there was anything crazy. Nothing that I. No. Um, the only thing that was funny was there was. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter earlier this week. This is the wildest thing that happened this week, I think. Okay. So they were asking their last last week or two weeks ago. They were I think it was actually two weeks ago when Devontae Smith was mic'd up against the Lions and they were talking yeah. about how him and Slay were going to switch positions and Slay was going to go out and play receiver and he was going to go out and play corner. And they asked him this week during the press conferences if he 
you know, if they ever switch in practice or whatever. And he, Devonte Smith said something like, Oh, I'd lock slay up. Yes. And then this, so the, the, the clip was out there. Darius slay quote tweeted. It was like, let's, let's get this started then. <laughs> and then Fletcher Cox quote tweeted it and said something along the lines of like my money's on Smitty. And then some like stranger jerk off on Twitter decided to like quote tweet it and like say awful things about Fletcher Cox and like call him awful names. And like, it was this right. like awful run on sentence of a million curse words and saying terrible things to Fletcher Cox. So Fletcher Cox like quote tweeted that and said something about like kicking his teeth in and you know, whatever. Ooh. But then there was someone that responded underneath, like making fun of this guy for not being able to make a sentence. And then Fletcher Cox thought she was coming at him not okay. not like defending him okay. so he then said something to her like insulting her and he was like i've got time today and she was like i was talking about that guy oh oh. He like he was like i'm so sorry i owe you a signed jersey at eagles can we take care of this please help me and i think that was the wildest thing that happened this week uh, okay. you know what which was pretty funny yeah that's hilarious because it was pretty funny you know what the craziest thing about all of that is? And I, I didn't even realize, I, I guess I missed the part about how that whole thing started. I did see people reference that, you know, the signed Jersey thing at the end, yeah, but yeah. I missed the whole thing about how it started. Here's the thing. We actually got to see Devonte Smith play cornerback today. He, he looked did. pretty good. <laughs> looked pretty good to me. It looked great. We could right? replace him and Steven Nelson and it would actually be an improvement. Yes. See, there you go. I just opened the door a little bit. You couldn't help yourself. Sorry, <laughs> he's so bad. It was a struggle. At his, his pass interference call today <laughs> is quite literally the video that's like attached to the definition of pass interference. Right. Like, what they coach you not to do. Exactly what you're you're told not to do when playing defense is everything that was done in that one play. It's like when you are up by 17 in the fourth quarter. Why? Why are we doing this? That if we, if I have one complaint today, it's it's that guy. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Unbelievable. Anything else we need to hit on Twitter? That is. Oh, everything. Did really? did Gannon get any? I'm just curious. Anybody wasting no. a tweet giving Gannon props, or was it mostly with Slay and and the defensive front? And I mean, hey, they blocked a field goal too. That was pretty that impressive. Was yeah. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. No one's giving Jonathan Gannon any sort of credit, which I think is nice. accurate. And Sirian, I love that. Got credit. Somebody Nick Sirianni got a lot of credit. And coach. And I think yeah. here's what bothers me about Nick Sirianni, though. He still finds a way to still make the dumbest decision of the day. Regardless, I'm totally on board with letting the clock wind down there, just like calling a timeout. The challenge just makes you look like a moron. Yeah, That's just me, though. And and people on Twitter yeah. are like, well, you have the challenge. You might as well use it. Why? You don't need to. There was no there was no reason. They're winning by 17 points. The spot yeah. was clearly accurate. He did not get the first down. It just makes him look dumb. And a day that he looked, he was great today. Mm-hmm. You just look. And dumb. you still stop the clock, losing a timeout anyway. Right. So it's it just no. It, it, there are there are certain things with, with him, and that's where I don't know. I I feel like. I almost feel bad saying this because they've just won two of three doing the same exact thing for three straight weeks. But I feel like, how could I put this nicely without sounding like I'm nitpicking or anything? 
I feel like he bought one of those coaching for dummies, you know, like those old for dummies books when people used to read like actual books. And it was like, you know, coaching for dummies. And he's following along because it's not something that is intricate or or anything brand new or innovative. It's essentially doing what the three of us and everybody in the chat has been banging the table for, which is run the damn ball. So, yeah, I feel like how Jess was earlier where it's like, OK, now we shouldn't be congratulating you for doing your job. We just didn't know if you were able to do your job before this. Yeah. And so it's things like that where I'm still like, yeah, I, I, I have questions because when it comes down to it, if there's a crucial decision-making moment that's going to make or break a game, I don't know if I can trust this dude to make the right decision. Ergo third and 15 replay the down instead of fourth and five. And like, that's, that's what concerns me when it's, when it's not that big a deal, when you're up 17 points, you're trying to choose. Okay. But when it comes down to a really make or break the game decision, I still do not have the confidence in Nick Sirianni to make the right call with a game on the line. And that's what scares me. I want to give him credit for improving, but looking ahead if there's something crucial i still don't know if i i have the confidence in him yet that's fair do you and and rachel i I know we're we're winded down here so i just want to throw this at you and, and jess as well because as jess was explaining that i don't have the confidence in nick sirianni i don't have the confidence that jonathan gannon is going to know what he's doing or even know that he's involved in the moment I'm not fully confident. Like, I don't even know if if Jonathan Gannon realizes his team's on the field at this point, and maybe he's just out there getting lucky. But I, I feel like 75% confident in Jalen Hurts if it came down to a final drive to get points on the board because I go back to his feet. But I still have a little bit. Now, again, I don't feel anywhere near as confident as anybody else. So if Hurts has the ball in his hands, they need a touchdown, they need a field goal to tie, something like that. I feel better now than I think I have all year. Yeah. I think, yeah, we absolutely have. I think Jalen Hurts, I'm the most confident of all three of them. I'm the most confident in Jalen Hurts. Yeah. What scares me is Nick Sirianni being the one that's calling the plays. Even before that challenge, I hated that play call on third and two. That was a bad play call on third and two. I didn't like yep. that at all. So mm-hmm. it's it's things like that where it's like, hey, you need the first down, help try to keep winding this clock down. And you still, you know, you make the, a questionable decision. So I, yes, I, I'm with you there. I think 75 plus confidence in, in Jalen Hurts to lead them down the field, make the right plays. But there, it, it's still all a little too connected where it, it makes me struggle a little bit. Like Rachel said, though, he's made amazing strides, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's the other two that. I, yeah. <laughs> we need more consistency. Mainly, I'm I'm talking about Nick Sirianni, Jonathan, right. and he's still he's not even in this question. I feel like when it comes to Jalen Hurts, it's like okay, great strides. Nick Sirianni, it's like you see some things you like. Today was a fairly good performance when it comes to his play calling, but like you said, it's like consistency. So we just need to see him more and more in order to develop that trust. Jonathan yeah. is a whole nother story. Like that's a whole, whole separate animal. Yeah. I I know. 
Let's let's not get into that because I think we can end on a positive note and feel good. Look, that's the thing. And, and I know we had real football team write something to that effect on Twitter. This felt like it wasn't the Lions who just laid down. It, it wasn't Atlanta. It was the first game of the season. Felt like they really went out all around and earned this victory, which is so tough to do on the road. So enjoy it out there. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your six hours of light that we have coming up and enjoy the 40 degree weather, knowing that your Philadelphia Eagles manhandled the Denver Broncos. And yeah, we have the saints coming up. We'll see you after that game here on the BGN radio instant reaction show. Hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. Please on the way out. Thanks to Jess. Thanks to Rachel. Thanks to you all out there as well. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk get one thousand dollars off vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox that's vanta.com slash vox for one thousand dollars off vanta support for this podcast came from SAS. data is everything and now everything is data which means more to process more to analyze and now more than ever speed to answers matters so how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com VIYA.